Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Thanks to Mutu System for supporting today's episode of Elevating Motherhood. Mutu is a medically recommended online exercise program that is designed to support mothers postpartum. And it's not just for moms who have new babies. I started using Mutu two and a half years after my third baby was born. My hip issues and unresolved diastasis recti were continuing to get in the way of my exercise attempts and everyday comfort level. I decided to do something about it, and Mutu was the support I was looking for. I started to experience relief after just a week of using the program. I highly recommend it as a way to boost your strength and confidence. It's gentle, doable, effective, and you can use it in the comfort of your own home. Buy it once and it's yours for life. There's more information about this awesome program over at elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash Mutu. And you can hear more from the founder and CEO, Wendy Powell, in episode 41. Go check it out. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash M-U-T-U, Mutu. We don't shy away from topics here on Elevating Motherhood, mostly because I believe it's time we break through myths and assumptions with real conversations, resources, and perspective, just like we are today with Chris around meal planning, and just like we did in episode 15, Intro to CBD, when I interviewed Will Clyden, the CEO of Ojai Energetics, a B Corps that produces high-quality, organic, water-soluble CBD. So many moms wanted to know more about CBD, so I went straight to a credible source. Ojai Energetics has extended a special offer for Elevating Motherhood listeners, free shipping on every order, plus a free tube of CBD sports gel if you order three bottles or more. Head to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD for more information on CBD, links to episode 15, and the special offer from Ojai Energetics. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD. Today's episode is a lot of fun. Chris Dobniak is back to share new ideas with us about how meal prepping and planning can save us time and money as busy moms. Wait, you already knew that? That meal prepping can do that for you from all your Pinterest searches and the 9 million blog articles about it? Well, if you're anything like me, you already know that meal prep and meal planning is meant to be helpful, and yet... I just don't do it. It could be a personality type thing or me just not wanting to put a bunch of work prepping freezer meals that I might not want to eat later when the calendar tells me I'm supposed to want to eat them. 
It turns out that is not what meal prep is all about. During this conversation, Chris convinced me to get out of my own way and see meal prep for what it really is, an empowering tool that can help me create more time for myself, not less. I always pictured meal prep as batch cooking only, but Chris has opened my eyes to the multiple possibilities of prepping, even for picky eaters like me. I went into this episode wanting to learn more from Chris because she's so awesome and knowledgeable, but not necessarily wanting to meal prep based on what I thought prepping involved. But Chris taught me there are strategies and skills for everyone, including my personality type and easy ways that I can meet my family's individual needs. I'm so glad you're here for this episode. Chris is going to help us stress less about food so that we can enjoy our lives more by creating our own convenience around food to nourish ourselves and our families well without all the hassle. Chris Dovniak is a certified holistic health coach, intuitive eating counselor, and trained chef. Her passion is to help women uncomplicate eating, stress less about meals, and bring joy back into eating again. Her secret sauce marries intuition and intention to help women ditch dieting and create simplified routines, practices, and mindset shifts for balanced eating. She is the host of the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast and the creator of several online courses, including Uncomplicated Eating and Healthy Mama Meal Prep, which she has generously offered a discount code for. So be sure to check out the show notes after the episode. Chris lives on an island off the coast of New England with her sailor husband and their two daughters. Let's welcome back Chris Dobniak to the show. Aloha, Chris. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here again. Aloha, Lori Beth. I am so excited to be here. Well, we are talking about something very exciting and very intimidating to me. Meal prep, meal planning, all of that. I'm very hesitant. But before we get into that, tell my listeners more about yourself in case they didn't hear your first episode here on the podcast. Um, I am also really curious, like the how and why you're so passionate about meal prepping. Yeah, well, I'm Krista Dovniak. I'm a holistic health coach, a certified intuitive eating counselor, a trained chef, and a mama of two. And I help moms uncomplicate eating and simplify routines around meal planning, meal prep, and cooking to really just find balance in every area so they can stress less about food and also just create a healthier relationship with food and bring joy back into eating and back into cooking again. So, I mean, my passion for meal prep really started about eight years ago. So uh, after nutrition school, I went to culinary school. My story is very long and winding, but basically my husband's Canadian and I needed a reason to go up to Canada to be with my husband. And so I went to culinary school and after culinary school, I started working as a natural foods personal chef. And while I was working as a natural foods personal chef, I realized that even though I had this nutrition background, I wasn't able to really cook for myself and my husband in the way that I wanted to. I was working, so I was living in Toronto, which is a big city, 
was commuting in about an hour each way, sometimes more. And I was working eight to 10 hour days and working eight to 10 hour days in the kitchen, creating convenience for other people, cooking these delicious, healthful, nourishing foods for other people. And I would come home exhausted from the day and we would order takeout three, four, sometimes five times a week. My husband isn't home right now, but every time I say that, he kind of laughs in the background because it was true. The takeout people knew us by name because we would order takeout (laughs) all the time. And here I was with a nutrition background, with a culinary degree, cooking for other people, basically meal prepping for other people all day long. Mm-hmm. Five days a week. And then on the weekends, I was teaching cooking classes and catering. But I was spending my days living off of coffee and basically just snacking on the things I was preparing for other people, not really eating full meals and eating takeout at night. And I was exhausted. I wasn't feeling okay. good. And I knew that my health was suffering and that I had the new I had the knowledge. I just wasn't living that healthy life I wanted to live. And it was actually a really interesting time in our life too, because my husband and I had started talking about starting a family. And I was like, I can't be in this state of health and I can't be living like this if I want to get pregnant and I want to have a healthy pregnancy. So I started meal prepping for myself on the weekends, really just to make sure that I was eating throughout the week. While I was, you know, meanwhile, cooking for other people all the time, I wasn't really doing the same for myself. But what I didn't do was become my own personal chef and spend hours and hours and hours on the weekend cooking for myself because I was already cooking for hours and hours during Mm -hmm. the week. I didn't want to spend hours and hours cooking for myself. And that's kind of how my kind of healthy mama meal prep method was born. I learned that I could prep ahead for myself without cooking every meal ahead of time and just kind of give myself a head start for the week. So I had things like breakfast ready to go when I was hopping on the subway to go get my rental car because that's what I used to bring all my equipment into the city. It was crazy. I can't believe I did it now looking back like almost 10 years ago going, I have no idea how I did that, but I did. And I was just making sure that I had things for lunches on hand and quick and easy ingredients ready to prep for dinner so I could come home and actually make my husband dinner instead of just plop down on the couch and say Thai food again. So that's kind of where my my passion started. And then when I became a mom, obviously, I was busy in a way that I never had been before. And I needed a solution to getting meals on the table, having a young child, having a husband who goes away quite a bit. He's a professional sailor, so he travels quite a bit. And I wanted to make sure that I was nourishing my family just like I had back in my personal chef days. But I need to make it work for myself as a busy mm-hmm. mom with my kiddo running under my feet. And now I have two. And so I started really developing these different styles of meal prep, realizing that everyone's different and everyone has a different life that they live. And so everyone needs a little bit something different when it comes to meal prep. And so I started talking to my clients about this and I the women that were in my circles and talking to them about what they did for meal prep. And I found that most of them didn't do anything for meal prep. Like mm-hmm. they were flying by the seat of their pants, feeling stressed out about getting dinner on the table every night. And I was like, it, it doesn't have to be like that. And they're like, well, I don't have six hours on a Sunday to prep everything ahead of time. And I'm like, but you don't, you don't have to, you can, some women like to do that, 
but mm-hmm. you don't have to. And so that's kind of where my inspiration came from. It was kind of from my own experience of not really treating my body very well while I was a personal chef and really just trying to to navigate having my own business and then having my own family and then talking to other women and hearing them with the same sort of problems. Mm-hmm. All the things. Gosh, Chris, I made a, <laughs> I made notes as you were talking because I'm like, okay, I want to talk about all the things. First of all, the funny thing is um, I got a text saying my vegetable delivery box arrived as you were talking, like <laughs> right as you were saying, like you don't have to spend hours prepping. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to spend like an hour prepping these vegetables? <laughs> that was awesome. I love that you um, are telling us and sharing with us that there are different styles of meal prep, because I think for a lot of us, when we think about, we think that it is spending one day a week being a slave in the kitchen, you know, to get your family prepared. And then also, I just wanted to say that um, in defense of your um, takeout five nights a week, you did live in one of the most delicious cities in the whole world. Uh, When I visited there, I gained five pounds in a week, I swear, super (laughs) delicious. Um, And it's also pretty common for the cobbler's kids not to have any shoes, right? So we go and do these wonderful, amazing things in our job. And then that's the area in our house that is um, sometimes lacking. Um, I used to organize things. Um, in my house is like, people are like, you organize things? Or we renovate things. And they're like, but your bathroom is like 1983 here. <laughs> you know, We're getting there. We're getting there. The cobbler's kids have no shoes. But then when um, something that pinged me too, you were saying is breakfast to go. I was like, you know what, even though I'm hesitant and a little bit bratty when it comes to, you know, food and really just wanting what I want. As I was looking in our freezer this morning, I thought, man, I kind of wish there was something in there that would be handy for breakfast. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So breakfast you already have my... meals, but I, I think even more than dinner, breakfast is one of those meals that can be hardest for moms because I don't know, show me a mom who has a blissfully easy morning every single morning. And um, I don't think I'd believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here is because I get the sense that I could use a little more peace in my life when it comes to food. I love that you bring up the whole intuitive eating part of it because it is kind of stacked for moms. I think, um, your intuitive eating course is amazing too. I've, um, started that and just, um, have already started implementing things that make a difference, but you know, there's all these societal pressures that we have as moms too. And you know, we, what we feel like we should be eating or shouldn't be eating and, you know, pair that with some complicated schedules and kids and meal prepping and meal planning. I mean, no wonder, honestly, I'm trying to justify it for myself here. No wonder it sounds overwhelming. It does. It does feel overwhelming. And I am all about intuition meets intention because yes. it, it can feel, it can feel hard in and of itself. Like you're saying, just to learn how to take care of our bodies and listen to our bodies and find what feels good for us. But then there's the execution of actually getting meals on the table, especially when we're busy moms. And I know that we don't like to talk about the B word, but most of Mm -hmm. us, we do, Mm -hmm. we live busy lives, we live full lives and we have to get meals on the table. And if we're adding the added stress of 
trying to get meals on the table and feeling like meal planning and meal prep, they're just so hard and we just don't want to do it. It makes it even, it just makes it even harder and it makes it more stressful. And it takes that joy out of something that can be a really joyful experience, nourishing our family and sitting around the table. So I really want to bring more of that back in and bring that intention in and make it feel less hard to get those meals on the table. Okay, I'm listening. You've piqued my interest again. You said nourishing and joyful. That's kind of what I'm after when I'm when I'm meal prepping and but I am one of those moms who is super hesitant to explore meal prepping because I am gosh, I don't want to say bratty, but I'm very particular. Like I want what I to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it with whatever supplies I have in my kitchen. And I would almost describe myself as like a feeling cook where I cook what it is I feel like having, or sometimes that does translate to, okay, I feel like Mexican. I see all we have is a can of black beans. Is that is that what I'm after here, you know? And and I, I do complicate it for myself because then I'm like, darn it, I really want this, but it seems like we don't have all the supplies. Okay. So as I'm sitting here talking and telling you this, I see where I could probably use some meal prepping, but I de- definitely want to ask you, is there room for meal prepping for moms like me who would prefer to eat what it is I feel like having? Oh my gosh. 100, 100%. Yay. See, I think a lot of people, like we had kind of talked about in the beginning, a lot of women specifically, because women tend to be the ones who do most of the cooking and most of the planning. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes, sometimes it's the, it's the men, it's the dads who do it, but most of the time it's the women. And I think that they feel a lot of pressure to do meal planning and do meal prep in one specific way. It needs to be this one way. They heard somebody did it one way or they see some expert do it in one way and they feel like they have to do it in that way. And I'm not here to convince you that my way is right for you. I'm here to help you find your right way. And like, just like we've talked about intuitive eating, I truly believe in like intuitive meal prep and really learning how to meal prep in a way that aligns with your personality and Mm -hmm. with what works for you and what works for your family. And the ultimate goal just being bringing more ease to creating those meals. So there's absolutely space for meal planning and meal prep, even if you're hesitant, even if you're a feeling cook. I personally wish I was a little bit more like you. (laughs) My creativity comes a lot more on the weekend when we don't have any commitments, but being a feeling cook or, you know, feeling into every one of your meals, it can be frustrating when every meal is kind of a big question mark and you have other mouths to feed other than just yourself too. I think it's easier to be more of a feeling cook when you don't have a family and when you're like, oh, I feel like Mexican. I'll just go to the store and I'll grab a few ingredients and we'll throw something together versus having hungry kids who are like, mommy, what's for dinner? (laughs) Crackers. Crackers (laughs) and black beans. That's what we're having tonight. (laughs) So I call mamas like you flexible foodies. So I like to categorize our mamas and everyone is unique and everyone has their own style for sure. But I like to categorize mamas into kind of three main categories of meal prepping mamas. So there's the flexible foodies who like to have a lot of flexibility and variety and creativity, and they just Mm -hmm. need a more flexible way of planning and prepping. It doesn't mean they don't There's no opportunity for them to plan and prep. It just means they need more flexibility. And then there's the modern mom who's somebody who 
might have a little bit more time to prepare meals in the evenings, but she could just use the help of having a couple things prepped ahead. So dinner time is less stressful, breakfast is less stressful, lunch, whatever meals are most mm-hmm. stressful for her, just a little bit easier. And there's going to be a different meal planning and meal prep style that works for her. And then there is the busy babe. And she is the one who could really, really benefit from like some batch cooking because she is so mm. busy. She's not going to get dinner on the table otherwise. And takeout's great and I'm all for it, but she's like seven days a week because otherwise she's not getting dinner on the table. So Mm -hmm. she could benefit from learning the skills of maybe doing some more meal planning and some more batch cooking. But there's a style for everyone because we all live different lives and we all have different preferences when it comes to food. So if I can encourage you in that way, we're all different and there's absolutely, there's absolutely a way to plan for you. Okay. I know you're saying you're not trying to convince me, but you're you're inadvertently convincing me. Because I, when you said intuitive meal prep, I was like, ding, yes. Okay, I can identify with that. Um, because it sounds like there's room for my personality in that type of meal prep, which I think is something that maybe I was concerned about or fighting because I was like, well, you know, I'm a little bit like different, you know, I just, I'm not sure that that's how it is. And, or I felt different because I felt like meal prepping was supposed to be batch cooking. You know, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, um, gallon size meals in the freezer, you know? And I'm like, I don't want stew. It's not me. <laughs> like, I don't want it. Maybe in the winter one time, but like, I, it's not something that I want like a whole bunch of, unless we'll my kids eat it and then I might want it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But, and I like this idea of styles and I did take your quiz online and I did um, come out as a flexible foodie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you nailed me there. Is it possible that I'm already prepping a little bit um, and I'm just not calling it that? Oh, totally. You are doing meal prep at every meal every day. You're just not doing it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. When we think of meal prep, oftentimes we think of prepping everything ahead. So prepping that entire meal ahead of time. But meal prep is actually just the act of preparing for a meal. It doesn't at all need to be making a full dish. It can be, but it doesn't have to be making a full dish ahead of time. If you are Mm -hmm. chopping carrots to put into a soup, that's meal prep. It's ingredient prep, actually. And if you're making muffins to enjoy through the week, maybe you and the girls are doing a baking activity, that's batch cooking right there. You are batching something for the week. So you are still doing meal prep every time you're preparing your meals. You're just not doing it ahead. And doing it ahead is where the magic happens when it comes to meal prep and finding a balance that works for you with prepping a few things ahead just to make your weeks easier, just to make your evenings easier and to add more time to your life. The goal isn't to take time away and to spend hours and hours in the kitchen. The goal is to take is to make it easier when you are going to go in the kitchen and you are going to prepare something. Even if you're just coming up with something off the top of your head, you've mm-hmm. already got things prepped so you can throw them together a lot easier. Mm-hmm. See, hearing you talk, I'm like, all right, okay. I really feel like some of the prep is also me organizing my freezer mm-hmm. um, because I have a lot of things in there. I actually have two freezers because we are preppers in a different sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it would, it would make sense if I had almost like a breakfast and smoothie freezer mm-hmm. and then like a dinner freezer, you know, of, okay, here's, you know, the meats on this side and the vegetables are on this side. And maybe just a little bit of organization would um, also lead me toward more peace and balance too in the kitchen. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I I recommend, especially when it comes to meal planning, is to find a day once a month and Mm. just do a quick pantry, fridge, and freezer inventory. So you can, I have printables in my meal prep course that you can use, but you can just use a notebook page and you can go and just go, what do I actually have in my freezer? What do I actually have in my pantry? What do I still have in my fridge that I can use? And writing those down can just give you that kind of bird's eye view of, oh my gosh, I already have these things on hand. What can Mm -hmm. I make with these things that I have on hand? And that can just ease the burden of when you're going to plan, even Mm -hmm. with a very flexible plan going, hey, I I do have all of these options already. I can start here with what I have instead of feeling like I need to just start with a blank slate and come up with all these ideas and spend all this time prepping you're making it easier on yourself just by starting where you're at. Yeah, I actually like that. And I know it sounds ridiculous. I'm sure to some listeners who have like different personality types or different Enneagram, you know, where they're like, wow, like I, my freezer is already organized, (laughs) you know, like to me, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but to some of us, it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend time doing that. But if I did that one step, I can also see that flexibility factor too. So if I had a list of like, okay, I have hash browns, I have Brussels sprouts, I have this, I have that, you know, I have carnitas, then I could easily say, look at my list and still do a Pinterest search for like carnitas and Brussels sprouts and see what comes up, you know? Yeah, exactly. So then it still feels like spur of the moment and inspired. And I'm really inspired by um, beautiful pictures of food. I'm, Mm. I'm one of those people. I don't know if you call me a sucker or what, but I love pretty food. (laughs) So I I look at these recipes and go, okay, I want to make something similar to that. And then I try, you know, it might not always turn out like that, but it's still delicious. (laughs) So I like that flexibility piece. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. I see the benefit for sure. And I love that you have printables in your course too. I am totally going to find where those are and do that. In fact, I might do it this weekend, feeling inspired. Well, I want to ask you about your meal prep. What, which type are you, by the way? Are you flexible or modern or busy? Well, I am somewhere in between the modern mom and the flexible foodie. My heart is the flexible foodie because I am a foodie and I'm a chef and I love cooking and creating new recipes, but we live a full life. I'm a homeschooling Mm -hmm. mama and I own my own business and my husband owns his own business. And so we need the support of doing a little bit of prep ahead of time just to get meals on the table, especially because I oftentimes work into the evening. So the way my husband and I schedules work is I homeschool in the morning and he works And then we switch in the afternoon and Mm -hmm. I work in the afternoon. So I'm not coming home. So I'll take clients and podcast calls and all of that jazz in the afternoon. So I'm not coming home until oftentimes six o'clock and our girls go to bed at, you know, typically eight. So we, I have just enough time to make food and get it on the table, sit down and actually eat the dinner and then spend a little bit of time with them before they go to bed. I want to spend that time with them at the dinner table or playing with them or reading books before bed rather than cooking in the kitchen. So I want my meals to come together quick. So, but I still want that creativity. So for me, I lean towards the modern mom, but I still allow for a lot of, a lot of flexibility and space for me to, to be creative in the kitchen. And so one of the ways that I do that is just starting with my meal planning. So I typically plan 
weekly. Um, sometimes I'll plan two weeks out depending on what I have going on, but it's very, very changeable and very flexible with my meal planning. So I adjust my meal plan if I'm planning every two weeks or I plan every Friday morning. And I use a meal planning method that I call the 4321 method. And mm. you certainly do not have to in order to be a meal prepping mom. I want to put that out there because when I share it, people are like, I have to learn a new meal planning method. No, you can meal plan exactly where you're at. I share strategies for meal planning in my course as well, because that's kind of the first step to meal prep. You need to have some sort of an idea of what you're actually going to cook in order to prep. I cannot even tell you how many mamas who've come to me as clients or in my community and gone, I prepped this week and I cooked a bunch of hard cooked eggs and I shredded some chicken and I chopped some veggies and all of it went to waste. And I'm like, mm. well, what did you plan to put them in? And they're like, well, I didn't plan to put them in. I just figured I'd throw it all together. And I'm like, well, you if you if it's your personality, Lori, yeah, I have the most. Yeah, how did you, you know? know? It's like you can see. <laughs> it's it's like you can see. Who, who are just <laughs> who are like, well, you know, I, I didn't know what to do with it, and so having some sort of a plan, just an idea, like what you said. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what I would tell them to do: is go, okay, you have shredded chicken, so go to Pinterest and go. Yeah. Okay, here's a few shredded chicken recipes, and then you have a few options for the week. But if you start with the prep instead of the planning, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But the four three two one method is is something I've developed over the past, I keep saying 18 months, but it's been about two years now that I've been working with clients and really kind of developing this and work and doing it in my own life. And what I do is I start with a recipe or a meal idea that I know that I want to make that week. Cause there's always something that I'm like, Oh yeah, this week I want to make a pumpkin chili because it's fall now mm. and it's pumpkin time. And so I'm like, I want to make a pumpkin chili. So I'm going to make the pumpkin chili with some black beans and I'm going to use beef. You could just use black beans if you want. So what other recipes could I make that week that have beef and black beans? I'm utilizing similar ingredients. So when I go to prep, it's a lot easier because I can just prep a batch of black beans and a couple pounds of ground beef and you just use those for more than one recipe. I'm not cooking multiple meals ahead of time, but I'm cooking the ingredients or I'm getting the ingredients ready so that I can use them in a couple meals. So I've got just a head start for the week. So I choose four vegetables. So four main vegetables. This doesn't include staple vegetables. I always keep on hand like carrots, celery, onion, spinach, garlic, and ginger. Those are staples that are always in my house. So if yep. those appear in a recipe, they're just staples. I don't mm -hmm. consider them a, a recipe. I'm thinking like sides, like those Brussels sprouts you mentioned. It mm -hmm. could be Brussels sprouts, or it could be, I don't know, butternut squash or whatever vegetables that you want to use that week. So I choose four main vegetables. I choose three main proteins, two starches. And so that's like, you know, rice or quinoa or potatoes or sweet potatoes. And then one flavor boost, which is usually just a sauce that's going to mix things up if I, if I want some more variety. And I'll use that for lunches or dinners, things like power bowls or, um, you know, salads for lunches, things like that. And this is for just mainly for dinners, not typically for breakfast and lunches. We eat a lot of leftovers for lunches, and that's just that's what works for us. Some people like leftovers. Some people don't. Um, so that's what I choose. I start with choosing the ingredients based on usually one or two recipes where I'm like, okay, I know I want to make these this week. So I'm going to write down these ingredients and go, okay, what other recipes or meal ideas? They don't have to be recipes. What other recipes or meal ideas do I want to use for the rest of the, or do I want to make for the rest of the week based on, based on these similar ingredients? 
Mm -hmm. It sounds complicated at first, (laughs) but it can be so, so freeing to just keep things simple, knowing how much variety there is with just simple ingredients. And you can do one of two things from here. Once you choose your ingredients, if you want to use this meal planning method like I do, you can just mix and match them. If, if you are, you know, someone mm-hmm. like you, Lori Beth, who wants a lot of variety and you're like, okay, I'm just going to choose some ingredients and I'm going to mix and match these throughout the week, but I'm going to prep them ahead so they're easy to mix and match throughout the week. You could totally do that. Or you can choose recipes or meal ideas, which is what I typically do. And the key here is that I only ever plan for five days worth of meals, maximum. Mm. Because I want to allow for flexibility. I want to Mm -hmm. allow for the night that we grab takeout. My husband and I do a date night every Friday that he's home. And sometimes it's at home. Sometimes it's takeout. Um, We're kind of going out a little bit these days um, when we can be outside. So we, that's our Fridays. So I'm not cooking on date night. Oh, sometimes we do something at home, but it's simple. I'm not doing anything complicated and I'm not cooking for the family on date night. Um, And and we're we're just kind of fly by the seat of our pants that night too. We're like, oh, do we want to do pasta? Do we want to do steak? That's kind of one of our fun nights where I can be a little bit more creative. And then we have another night during the week where maybe we're going to do a cookout with friends, or maybe we're going to just do leftovers, or maybe we'll grab pizza with the kids. So I allow flexibility in both of those areas with both the meal planning style that I use, and then also with the um, really just only planning for five days. So I allow some flexibility kind of in my schedule. But you do not have to use that meal planning method in order to meal prep. (laughs) But that's kind of that's really where it starts when it comes to meal prep for me is is planning in a way that's really flexible and allows for me to be creative, um, but also not prep for hours and hours and hours because I'm trying to prep 20 different ingredients. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, All right. I'm really coming around just so you know, this is, I feel some personal growth happening over the airwaves. I love it. Um, (laughs) I was, one of my questions I was going to ask you was, is there room for spontaneity in meal prep, but you're right. And then I was going to ask you like, but what happens if you're someone like me who has like people pop in, you know, and we'll have random lunches with friends or, um, dinners, you know, whatever it is, it just seems like, oh, you know, oh, well, grandma's available tonight, you know, let's go over to her house or whatever. And we'll bring food. And like, is there room for that spontaneity? And it seems like the answer is yes, especially if you're prepping. That's the other thing, too. I think I was putting pressure on myself. So you'd be prepping for like five Mm. days, like you said, even prepping for just four days a week would be very helpful for me. And so instead of asking the question, but, but, but I have friends over and it's really spontaneous. Well, I literally could just plan for that spontaneity, you know, and just know that that's our lifestyle and add that into the equation. It's so funny. You're making me realize how much I was fighting myself on this. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love your, um, I see the variety in it and your four, three, two, one. I love the flavor boost thing, by the way, immediately. I'm Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, garlic sauces and this, that, and the other thing, you know? (laughs) Um, I also realized, I think I'm more of like an eight, seven, six, five person. Like I had the biggest sheepish grin on my face when you're like, and yeah, I prepped all this stuff and it went bad. Why? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Guilty, 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 guilty of that. But man, I could do that. And I actually think that with 
my personality type, I would like the challenge of incorporating the eggs, you know, like the hard boiled eggs or like, oh, I have all these shredded carrots. What am I going to do with them? Well, I could add them to pasta sauce and blend it up, you know, and my kids wouldn't know. Or um, I could make muffins or bread or something with it or carrot salad. I mean, all I'd have to do is do a Pinterest search for it and just let the pictures guide my imagination, if you will. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's funny, two weeks ago, we, we get a farm share that we split with some friends of ours. So every other week we get a ton of vegetables. And two weeks ago, I got a huge share with tons and tons of tomatoes. So there was tomatoes and peppers and onions and a squash. And I was like, what am I going to do with all of these tomatoes. And I was like, well, obviously I'm going to make a tomato sauce. I hadn't planned on using a tomato sauce in, I kind of had an idea of what was coming, but I didn't think I had, I didn't think I was going to have so many. Mm. And so I was like, well, I'll make a tomato sauce. And I literally threw all of those ingredients in a pot, let it simmer on the stove with some herbs and a ton of garlic for about three hours. And that was part of my meal prep. And then, and that wasn't something that I had planned. It was just something that we had available because it came in our CSA and I used it the next week for, and I just kind of incorporated it into, into our meal plan. And I used what I had and I was spontaneous and it was different than what I had planned, but it was delicious. I got to mm-hmm. use the ingredients at the end of the summer. And so there's totally room for bringing in that spontaneity, bringing in that creativity, using what you have. It's just about finding what you need to prep ahead in order to make your week easier, to make it less stressful for you. It doesn't need to look any one way. Yes. Okay. I had a whole list of um, questions for you of all these excuses I had, (laughs) fears uh, surrounding meal prep of like, what about, you know, will the food go bad if I end up, you know, not using it, but it's on the schedule kind of thing. And I'm like, well, you've actually said there's flexibility. And obviously the freezer is your friend, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I have two, so why not use them? And then I was like, well, what about, you know, those of us who get veggie or farm box deliveries, and we don't know what we're going to get in them? Like, well, hello, those are scheduled. So mine was just delivered. And then I'm Fridays, um, we've been doing a pizza pickup, because my husband's usually out and about. And it's just something fun to look forward to on Fridays, we know the kids will eat it, we can bury ours or whatever, or, you know, I'm on a cleanse. So I'm like, bring me a beautiful salad. (laughs) And Friday would be the best day to do it, because then I could literally not have to prepare dinner that night. And in the afternoon, look at my bounty in the box and then plan things around that. So I don't know why I'm like, Oh, I, Chris, I can't meal prep because I don't know what I'm going to get in this box. Well, I know when it's going to come. (laughs) So thank you for that. Wow. My Friday just totally changed. And then I was also wondering things like, you know, what do we do if we have pre-planned something, but then we don't have time for it in the moment because something came up. What could we do with that meal or that meal prep? I guess a million different things, huh? Depending on what kind of prepper you are. Yeah, totally. But I mean, this is where I advocate for planning according to your schedule as much as you Mm -hmm. know. I know that, you know, your life is very flexible and, you know, as a homeschooling mama and a business owner, it changes and ours does too. And so these things totally happen, but I I totally advocate for planning ahead for the days that you know might be a little bit busier 
and planning accordingly when it comes to a meal that is going to be super easy to throw together, or that is the night that is just, it's going to be a takeout night. Like your Friday, right. like that's your pizza night. That's just what you mm -hmm. do. And so starting by planning ahead and that's, what's going to save you from not having time in the moment, knowing that, okay, Tuesdays we have this, you know, homeschool group or whatever until five o'clock. And I know by the time we get home, I'm not going to have time to prepare a dinner. So I'm going to have something prepped ahead so I can throw this together really quick. That's your first step. Your first line of defense mm -hmm. <laughs> is planning according yeah. to to the schedule that you know that you have ahead. And then there's the flexibility of when you only plan for five days, you can just move it, just bump it, bump it to the next day. And maybe, maybe, okay, maybe it's Tuesday and you're like, okay, I was thinking of making this soup tonight, but it's going to take me a little bit longer. It's five o'clock now. There's no way I'm making this soup, but Tomorrow, I was going to make this pasta, and that will come together quick, so I'll just switch those dates. So mm -hmm. when you have that, that loose plan of, okay, I'm going to make a pasta dish, doesn't have to be that I'm going to make this pasta bolognese with all of these ingredients. It could be, oh, this night is just, this is the theme of the night. We're going to do soup this night. We're going to do pasta this night. We're going to do bowls this night, and just switch it up. So when you have a little bit of that flexibility, starting with that plan, then that can help you on those nights where you just feel like, you just can't even. Um, and I also love to have a list of just can't even meals on hand. <laughs> there oh. are where we're just like, nope, we don't, I don't have the time. And there are a couple things that I know come together really quickly. So I know you guys don't have Trader Joe's on the no. island, but <laughs> we have Trader Joe's and we have a couple of Trader Joe's like quick freezer options uh, that I love. They have these onion and pepper, these fire roasted onions and peppers. And they also have Yum. chicken sausage, which are pre-cooked. And so we will just saute up the peppers and onions because they're already cooked. They're just frozen and the chicken sausages. And while we're doing that, we'll just put some rice in the rice cooker and that's a really Yum. easy rice bowl. And then all of us choose a different topping. So we could do hot sauce and the kids could do mustard or whatever they want to put on top because mm -hmm. the, their taste preferences change. But then yeah, they're together in like 20 minutes. It's yeah. so quick. And so we have a couple meals that we know that we can throw together on those nights. And because we have that flexibility of only planning for a few of these days and only and only prepping what we need for those days that we've planned, we can go, okay, there's going to be nights where we can just shift things a little bit. Does that feel helpful? Very, very. Because okay. I was going to ask you if you kept a list of meals, um, like your go-to meals or family favorites. I do. Yes. That is one big thing that I recommend. There's actually two lists that I recommend that mm. women have on hand to make their lives hundred percent easier when it comes to meal planning. That's their family favorites list. And I've actually started doing something different with my family favorites list. So my family favorites list is, and everyone's family favorites list should be <laughs> a list of your family's favorite meals. So the meals that for the most part, you know, kids are kids and taste preferences change. And sometimes your kid will say they don't like something, even though they've been eating it every week for six months. <laughs> mm -hmm. But for the most part, your family likes this meal. It doesn't have to be a recipe. It can be a meal idea. Your family likes this. And it's also something that is easy to make on a weeknight. It's not that one meal that you make once a year on a holiday. That is, I'm sure that's a favorite of your family, but that's not going to be something if it takes, you know, a couple hours or something like that. That's that's not that doesn't belong on your family favorites list. Your family favorites list are those weeknight recipes you know you can handle on most weeknights and your family loves. What I've been doing with that then 
Um, and I should mention that it's okay if you only have two things on that list right now. If the only things on your list are like spaghetti and meatballs and burgers, <laughs> that's okay. You can add to it as you start exploring new recipes and finding what your family likes. You might have not ever thought of, oh yeah, my kids really do like these lentil bowls or yeah, they really do. do like these black bean sweet potato tacos or whatever it is. As you yeah. start experimenting and trying new things and your family really likes it, you can start building up that list. I've been building my family favorites list for five or six years now, and there's wow. 32 recipes or meal ideas on the list. That's wow. a lot. That's more than wow. one every single day of the month, and we don't cook that many days a week. So what I've done from there, and what I found a lot less overwhelming than looking at 30 recipes every week to start my meal plan with, is I go, okay, I am going to once a season. So this isn't something I do every week or even every month. This is something I do once every few months. I go, okay, which are the meals that I want to make this season? So it's fall. We're coming into fall. Mm. I'm going to want to use more butternut squash and Brussels sprouts and kale and those fall type vegetables. So what are the recipes that have those type of vegetables in them that feel just kind of comforting and hearty for fall? So then I choose maybe 10 or 15 recipes from the list. It doesn't even have to be that many, but it's about that's about how many I have on my list for each season. So I've got my seasonal family favorites list, and that's what I start my meal plan with. I go, okay, what are one or two recipes from my family favorites list that I know are go-tos, that I know I might already have ingredients on hand for, or that I'm just really comfortable making, so they just mm -hmm. feel very easy and not stressful. And then the other list that I recommend women have is a recipes to try list. So this could be a board on Pinterest. It could be, um, I love cooking from recipes, uh, from recipes from cookbooks as well. So my recipes to try list has recipes from blogs. It has recipes that I've just found on Instagram. And it also has recipes from cookbooks. And I just jot them down and I jot down the source. So it'll be, okay, this is from this blog or this is from this cookbook and this is the page. So I have a list to go off of, oh yeah, I forgot I wanted to try that recipe. Oh, and that one also has butternut squash in it, so perfect, I can prep some butternut squash ahead and then I have that ready for those two recipes. And you can choose as many recipes or meal ideas as you want for the week. It can be that five or it could be the four or it could just be three. But it's starting with, okay, what is easy? What do I know my family already likes? And then also having that list of meals to try so you don't feel like you're just eating the same meals over and over again, but you're also right. not making new meals every single night and stressing yourself out with that as well. Mm -hmm. Chris, you literally got me genuinely excited about all of this. Um, I'm so, glad. <laughs> just so excited. And actually off of what you just said, I actually pulled three lists. So, um, the family favorites, which when you started talking about this, I thought, what if, what a parenting hack, because now I can sit down with my family and say, Hey guys, let's come up with a list of meals that you guys like for now, you know, it might change in three months. Um, but let's just do it. And then I could do my family a huge solid by choosing two nights a week where I for sure pull something from the family favorites list. Yeah. Because then that means that people would be looking forward to things, but then I still get the flexibility of the recipes to try list. The third list I pulled from what you just said was a seasonal list comforting and hearty going into this season, mm -hmm. believe it or not, it actually gets a little bit cold here. I'm like, what could be comforting and hearty and seasonal that I, that I add to the list, you know, for the next three months 
to just see what happens from there, you know, like what sort of inspiration comes from there and to have those out on my fridge and be open for discussion would be incredibly empowering for my family and my kids. In fact, we're trying to switch things around so that we don't have the constant battle of please just eat the food I made. You know, Mm -hmm. we've been switching it up and, and putting it in serving bowls on the table. I know some Mm -hmm. people are like, we've already done this LB. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to modern, you know, parenting, but I've been serving them food on their plates. and, And I realized I was putting too much on there and then expecting them to eat too much and not really tapping into, you know, their intuitive eating stuff. So they don't have to learn it later like me. So I'm like, okay, here it is in the serving dishes, serve yourself. And wow, what a difference. They eat more. Um, They go in for seconds, you know, of things that they like, and then I can actually see what they like. And if, if I was putting things on the table and saying, you know, please serve yourself um, a family favorite meal, it's going to be at least two or three nights a week that it's not an argument. on all levels. So I feel like your family favorites list is a true parenting hack. And then also you're not kidding about the lentil thing. Just recently, my husband brought home a lentil soup and I cut up, even though we don't have Trader Joe's, we do have Costco and they do have a a really good organic beef, all beef sausage um, that the kids love. And I chop it up and it's basically like hot dogs and baked beans to them, except Mm -hmm. it's lentils and sausage. It's so funny. My kids love lentils too. And mm-hmm. I don't know what, I mean, I like lentils, but it doesn't seem like a kid food, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's so great to encourage them to try new things. And I'm hundred percent with you and putting the food on the table and letting them serve themselves and getting them involved with the family favorites list. My, my almost three-year-old, she's not quite ready to put to give any input. To the sure. List. <laughs> It'd be like popsicles. <laughs> right? Yeah. What is it? Annie's cheddar bunnies. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's about it on her list. Um, but my seven-year-old gets so excited about being involved and adding things to the list and wanting to, I get her involved with meal planning too. I'll go, Hey, what, what, which of your favorite recipes do you want me to cook this week? And she'll give me some ideas. So Mm. it's a great way to get your kids to tap into their own intuition and feel like they're a part of the family and they're a part of the decision-making around food too. Mm -hmm. Then it's less fights. It really, truly is. It's less like concern about the nutrition that they're getting in their body because, you know, you're making it and you're, you're offering it and they're eating it. And, um, you know, one of the hacks I do too, is, um, not just serving traditional pasta, but doing, um, uh, chickpea pasta and things like that too. And they, they love it, you know, with the right flavor boost on there, (laughs) they really just about pasta made out of just about anything. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, how often do you grocery shop? So I grocery shop. So I have a couple of grocery shopping strategies. So I typically grocery shop once a week, um, but I also do a monthly stock up once a month. And what we do in our monthly stock up is we stock up on any of the pantry staple items that we know that we use on a typical month. So this can be things like rice and quinoa or beans um, or nut butters, nuts and seeds. I like to make my own homemade nut milk and cashew cream and things like that. So Mm. being able to buy those things ahead and have them in the pantry. So when I do my pantry inventory, I have things I'm actually going to use for recipes. (laughs) So we will do that. And we use Thrive Market for that. But you could use Amazon or Costco or whatever works for you to do a little bit of a monthly stock up. Um, I find Mm. that 
that takes the burden off of grocery shopping for a lot of moms that I work with because it doesn't feel like they're doing a giant shop every week. So that's something we've implemented. And then we do a smaller shop each week just to get fresh things. Um, we also get a meat delivery as well. So because we really um, like we like having good quality meat um, and it's not as accessible here where we are. We're also on an island um, just on the other side of the country. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so we also do that. And so our freezer is stocked as well. So we don't have to do a crazy amount of grocery shopping, but we still do a little bit every week. So we, I will plan on a Friday. Um, that's when we get our CSA box as well. So I do a loose plan on a Friday. We get our CSA box and I add in any vegetables that we've gotten from that. And then I will go grocery shopping sometime on the weekend, usually really early in the morning uh, before other people go grocery shopping. And then I will I'll do my prep on Sunday. So I kind of have a a routine when it comes to comes to planning and and grocery shopping. Mm, Okay, okay. And so you keep grocery lists as well. Yes. Yeah. So the way I love to recommend creating your grocery list. So I always have a monthly stock up list. So that is, and really what that is, is an ongoing list on Thrive of the things that I need to buy because they have pretty much everything I need when it comes to pantry staples. And so my pantry staples are coming from there. And so I have that list of kind of my monthly stock up list. And I actually, there's another principle in the meal prep course for your monthly stock up list. And I also share my own with the things that I stock up on monthly. Um, obviously it's going to change for everyone and the type of meals that you like to make. But then when it comes to grocery shopping on a weekly basis, I have a staples grocery list. And the way, the reason I love having a staples grocery list is that's the first thing that I look at when I'm looking at my pantry and my fridge and my freezer, when I'm just kind of glancing at them before I create my meal plan for the week. So when I glance in and go, okay, what do we have left over in the fridge? What's in the freezer? What can I use to create this meal plan? I can go to my staples grocery list and go, oh, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. And then I just transfer that over to my grocery list, whatever's left. And my grocery list is half done because there are Mm. things that we eat every, what we use every single week without fail. My Mm -hmm. kids love sprouted grain bread and they have toast very often in the mornings. My husband and I love eggs. I make smoothies in the morning. So we need some sort of a fruit and spinach. I drink lemon water in the morning. So we need lemons. There are things that we, we use every single week. And so having that list means my grocery list is half done. And then from there, I fill in whatever else we need from the recipes that I've used. But just having kind of that monthly stock up and having that monthly stock up list and then having a staples grocery list, grocery shopping is a breeze. And grocery, and creating my grocery list takes like five minutes because I just go, okay, what else do I need for, for the recipes that I'm going to create other than the stuff that's on my staples list? So hmm I hear you. I hear you. And I'm liking it, especially if there's like stuff in your course that I can just print out and write my own stuff in and it looks pretty. I'm like way, way into it. And also side note, um, I've started drinking lemon water in this morning too. You've inspired me from the intuitive eating course and just understanding more about the body and how it works and all that. I too am now shockingly <laughs> as a lemon water drinker before coffee. Oh, I love it. It feels Mm -hmm. so good. And it's so nice to just be hydrated first thing in the morning. I am such a coffee lover and I will Mm -hmm. just drink coffee all day long. So it's it's a good way to to stay hydrated. (laughs) And there's not a flavor crossover. It's so funny. I I just realized, you know, I'm realizing through your courses, just how like in my own way I am when it comes to intuitive eating, just eating in general, grocery shopping, meal prep, all of these things. I'm like, 
LB, get out of the way and just make way for all of these like amazing resources and ways to make your life simpler without like stepping on your personality toes. You know, (laughs) there's just so much to it. And I love how you point out that really all of this is about getting to know ourselves um, and, you know, more about our personality type and more about what it is we need out of our life and what's important. And, you know, my family favorites list isn't going to look like other people's family favorites list. And, you know, I can try new recipes so that maybe something, you know, new gets added to the list like lentils. Who knew? In fact, thank you. This whole conversation, I'm like, oh man, my husband's going to Costco today. Got to tell him lentils, got to tell him sausage, all these things. Because, you know, and how stressful is that for him too? Adding all these last minute things. He could be walking around this giant Costco building and being like, oh, and now she's telling me dog food, you know, or whatever it is. When if I just had it on the staples list and could just hand it to him, Mm -hmm. that would be so much easier. Wow. Thanks for the marriage advice too. All about making things easier. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Um, What about the cost of all of this? Do you find that um, meal prep saves money? Or I guess it really depends on whether the food goes to waste or not. Yeah, you know, I think if you're doing it with a strategy in mind, you are planning in a way that's realistic. You're not over planning. And it might take some time to to figure out your own balance when it comes mm-hmm. to how many days a week you want to plan, how many days a week you want to prep for. But when you find your groove, when you find your meal planning and meal prep style, then it saves a ton of money because you're only shopping for the things that you need for mm-hmm. your prep and for the meals, and you're not letting the food go to waste. When you over plan or when you don't plan at all and just go to the grocery store and fill your cart with a whole bunch of stuff that you don't end up using, you're literally throwing money away. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it really, it really does save a lot of money when, especially when you can strategize, when you get into a routine, you can strategize in the way that I do with the monthly stock up. It's way less expensive for me to get things off of Thrive or if you're going to get things off of Amazon or wherever it is, than to go to Whole Foods and stock up on the same things. They're the same products. They're just from a less expensive source, but I had to think ahead to do that. Mm -hmm. So just thinking a little bit ahead and going, okay, what can I make sure I have on hand? Because these are the ingredients that I use in my family favorites meal on a regular basis. And then filling in with that grocery shop where you're like, okay, I've I've already made the plan. I know what I'm going to prep. I just need to get those ingredients. It can save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I see this. I see the potential. I do. Um, What do you find is the motivation for meal prepping for a lot of people? Like why do people come to you for meal prep ideas? Is it because of health or convenience or the money and budgeting part of it? Oh man, it is. It's all of the above. It really is. I'm all about creating your own convenience because that's what I realized way back when I was a personal chef was that I was creating convenience for other people. Meanwhile, I was not feeling good. And so my health was suffering. So when I started creating my own convenience, not only did it improve my health, but it just, it made my life flow a lot easier. And as a busy mom now, I can't imagine my life without just doing a little bit of meal prep. And I should point out when I talk about meal prep and I talk about the different styles, it's going to take a different amount of time for everyone. But Mm -hmm. for me and the meal planning and prep that I am describing, and I do most I talk about the three different styles of meal prep in my course and their ingredient prep, which in which you're just prepping ingredients, uh, batch cooking, which is when you are cooking the full meals ahead, however many you want to, and then a combination of the two. And I typically do a combination prep and my meal prep only takes me about an hour a week. Mm. 
that's it. It takes me an hour on a Sunday and I prep some veggies. I make some nut milk. Maybe I make a sauce or a salad dressing. Maybe I cook something for breakfast, but it takes me about an hour. So it really, and it saves me so much time during the week. And this is what I find with the women that I work with as well. It just creates your own convenience, especially as a busy mom going, okay, I already have these veggie, these veggies chopped ahead. I don't have to worry about chopping veggies while I have little tiny feet jumping around my feet in the kitchen and I'm trying to get dinner on the table. Or I don't have to wait around for this soup to cook or the beans to cook because they're already cooked and I can just throw them in. So it really does create a lot more convenience and it makes health more accessible. So you have the ingredients that feel good, the meals that you know feel good in your body. If you've gone through that journey of finding your balance and going, okay, what are the foods that really feel good? It's hard to nourish yourself well and eat the foods that feel good if you have no plan and you're just flying by the seat of your pants. So mm-hmm. it really does offer more opportunity to to nourish yourself and your family really well. So, and I already talked about the money and budgeting. It really can, it really can save um, money as well. So I, I would say the motivation is all three, depending on on who it is, but it can definitely help you in all three ways. Mm-hmm. I love how individualized it is too. It, it just, it's so awesome how you've taken this giant topic and really narrowed it down into, um, Hey, I'm going to help you find what works for you. You know, what's convenient for you, what's money saving for you, um, without actually being there in person, which is really awesome. And I think that to me, that is how your course differs from just online sources. But I wanted to ask you too, um, how you feel like your meal prep course is different than just doing, um, let's say a Pinterest search for meal prep ideas. Mm, Yeah. I think the biggest difference is that it is very individualized. I use my signature three style meal prep method because there is no one right way to meal prep. Just like there's no one right way to eat. There's no one right way to meal prep. It needs to work for you. And my course starts at the beginning. It starts with meal planning and grocery shopping because those are the skills you need in order to meal prep well. So you're not just learning how to meal prep. You're learning how to plan in a way that works for you. Again, you don't have to use the 4321 method, but if that sounds appealing to you, you can learn how to do that. Or mm-hmm. you can learn a traditional method or choose themes or, or whatever works for you. I talk about different styles of meal planning and grocery shopping. And I give you some grocery shopping hacks that are going to make it way more efficient so mm-hmm. that you're less intimidated going into the meal prep part. I give you all the tools you need to go into meal prep, feeling confident, like, okay, I've got my plan. I've got my groceries. Now I'm home. And then I go, all right, so what do we do now? What do we do when we get home? And I do that step-by-step when we get home. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to wash those veggies and we're going to start prepping those now. And here's how to make your meal prep more efficient. Here is how to make it feel just less stressful and less burdensome. It isn't something where it's like, this is how you meal prep. You need to prep these six things and these six things and these six things. (laughs) It's like, okay, how, how can you make this fit into your life How can we start at the beginning with planning, with grocery shopping, and then help you find the style that resonates with you and your life and the time you actually have to meal prep and then the time you want saved during the week? Because those are the two things that matter the most when it comes to finding a style that works for you. How much time do you have to prep meals during the week? And how much time do you have to prep ahead on the weekend or whatever day you decide you want to meal prep? Um, So I think it's different in that way where it is very individualized. You start at the beginning but it's really guiding you down the path that's right for you. 
That's right. It is very individualized, which is what I super love about it. And it's genuinely empowering in the sense that, yeah, we could probably just print off um, any sort of list and like fill it in, right? Like there's just tons of stuff out there, but Hmm. it's the path that you take us down to help us realize that we're in our own way or to find out more about what our personality type is or to figure out what it is our own needs are. So you're actually inviting us to reflect, um, and learn more about ourselves and our family's needs and honor and recognize and incorporate the season of motherhood that we're in. Hmm. And, yeah, that's just so different than a list or people who sell this like one size fits all idea for meal prep. It's like you go beyond. I mean, even in your intuitive eating course too, of like, here's my story. Here's what works for me. Also, this is what works for other people or also this is stuff that comes up for other people. And so you're lovingly acknowledging everybody and that there are a bunch of us who are coming to the table with different needs. And there's no way you can say like, here are the needs of of all families in America or wherever you're like, you know, there are needs in families. And sometimes we have these hangups or sometimes we're not able to recognize them. Um, But I'm going to gently guide you. And you're just so enthusiastic and kind with the way that you do it. And you do make it seem less intimidating. I mean, people can hear this very genuine conversation of me being like, wow, no kidding. Wow. I feel totally different about my veggie box that was just delivered. I feel totally different about the possibility. Like I have all of these notes written down of things that I'd like to try too. So on my list of things I'd like to try is this whole nut milk thing. Because the second you said, I just make nut milk at home. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do that was my first thought. And I'm like, you know what? No, I think it's obviously easy. (laughs) Oh, easy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Why not? And so instead of being like, I can't do that. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm so intimidated by that. I'm instead just going to add it to my list of things I'd like to try. And I might not get to it until next year. But it's going to be on the list. And then the intimidation factor is gone. So I love that it's super empowering. Um, Can you also share with listeners more about the format of it? The course is in Teachable, which is a is a platform that I also use and super love. Is it like, do they listen and watch? What does it look like? Yeah, so it is a video-based course, but when I did the big update this past month, I made sure that almost all of the lessons are also, um, there's also an audio option if you want to listen on the go. The only ones that do not have an audio option are the cooking basics demos um, and the actual meal prep demos because it's kind of hard to learn how to cook if you're not watching me. <laughs> right. But for for the other videos, yes, you can actually watch me and see my face or you can listen on the go when you're folding the laundry or on a walk or in the school pickup line, whatever you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, it is a video-based course and there is over over 20 cooking demos in there as well. And there are five brand new cooking basics lessons that teach you not only how to meal plan, grocery shop and meal prep, but also the basics of cooking. So if you're uncomfortable in the kitchen and you're like, oh, I can never meal prep because I'm not really good with a knife or I'm not even sure what steaming is versus what sauteing is, or I don't know how to season food or I don't know how to put together different flavors. I'm going to teach you that. 
because I'm really passionate about empowering home cooks. So, mm-hmm. so that's something that I've included in it as well. There's a little lesson guide for each one of the videos or audio lessons that you watch. So you can really kind of see the key points and you can reflect on them as well. I'm really big, you know, as an intuitive eating counselor, I'm really big on reflecting. So I reflect, I have you reflect on, will this work for me? And how is this going to work for me? And mm-hmm. which part of this could work for me? And one of the things that I was really intentional about in the course is that even though it is broken down into six modules, so there's first things first, where we kind of talk about the misconceptions around meal prep, the first steps to meal prep, and then there's meal planning, there's the actual meal prep magic, there's cooking basics, and then there are examples of the different styles of meal prep. I made it, I was very intentional that each one of the lessons is fairly standalone in and of itself. So Mm -hmm. you're going to take something out of each one of the lessons. So you can jump around. You can start where it feels good for you. If you feel like you've got meal planning down and you don't care about the meal planning module, you don't have to go through the meal planning module in order to get to the other stuff. So you can just skip that. Skip those couple of videos and move on to the next section. If you want to start by learning a little bit about simplified nutrition, I talk about that as well. So you could start there if you wanted to. You can kind of start where it feels right for you. You can be intuitive in that way. And and you can jump around, but you will be able to get, you'll you'll be able to gain value from each one of the lessons you watch, no matter if you want to start kind of A through Z or you want to you want to jump around. Um, and there's also, like I mentioned before, there's over 50 pages of downloadable resources as well. Um, there's meal planning worksheets, like I mentioned. There's a food storage guide for those of you who might not be sure how to actually store the food in your fridge after you prep it. Thank there's, you. And one of my favorite new things that I added to it was an ingredient pairing guide for different cuisines. Um, So I believe there's, oh gosh, nine or 10 different cuisines. And I share some of the top ingredients for different cuisines. So if you want to start experimenting with the elements of flavor and creating your own dishes, you can start doing that. I share about the elements of flavor. So if you're ready to start kind of mixing and matching things and making things yourself, that's in there as well. There's also how to cook charts for grains and beans and veggies and meat and poultry as well. So things like cooking times and cooking temperatures. So you really have a a basis for exactly exactly what to do when you're starting your meal prep. So there's the how, and then there's the actual, like, this is, this is what I need to do <laughs> in order to, in order to prep. Um, and then of course there's the cookbook, which is, I'm just so excited about it. I'm so excited. My assistant helped me to recreate the, this cookbook, which has over 100 family friendly recipes in it. Most of them are 30 minutes or less if they're not a slow cooker recipe. And they are just, it's gorgeous. She did a fabulous job <laughs> with the redesign. Um, and so you'll, you'll come home with a hundred recipes that you can either print out or you can keep them. It's an interactive PDF on your computer or on your iPad to flip through when you're cooking. So you're not just learning how to meal prep. You actually have the recipes to, to go and do it as well. That is amazing. Wow. I just, wow. And just so encouraging too. Really. I feel like there's just so much potential in this course. I do know that for some people, maybe some listeners, they've never taken an online course before and they want access to that, but they're kind of intimidated or don't know anything about online courses. Do you have any insights or advice for um, mamas who are listening who might be hesitant to sign up for a course because maybe they don't understand the format or they've never been involved in an online course? Yeah. 
So when you hop into the course, you will see right away, it'll share with you, okay, this is the first video and you can choose to click on that video and watch that video. Or like I said, you can jump around and you can find another video. You can scroll down and choose a different one that you want to start with that resonates with you. And the mm -hmm. beauty of the course is that you have lifetime access as long as there's an internet. If the internet explodes, I can't do anything. But as long as there's the <laughs> internet, there's no timeline to it. So you don't need to feel the pressure. I know a lot of women come to me and they say, I, I wanna take your course, but I feel like I won't have time to do it. And because there's there's both the video option, you can listen on your desktop, or there's also a mobile app, it's a free mobile app you can download so you can listen to it in your car. I mean, it's all kids safe, so they can listen to it along with you. It's not gonna hurt them to listen along with you if your kids are in the car. Um, but you can take it in your time. And like I said, each one of the lessons is actionable in and of itself. There's a lesson mm -hmm. guide, which is just kind of a one pager or a two pager. It's nothing crazy. So you are able to just take one point out of each one of the lessons and just start moving forward with that. And it can take you as much time or as little time as you want. If you want to take a couple weeks, all of the videos are anywhere from two or the audios are anywhere from two to 10 minutes. They're not crazy long. So you're not going to be sitting there listening for an hour, you know, me talking about mise en place. It's like, three minutes, <laughs> me talking mm -hmm. about meal class. But within that three minutes, you're going to have something to take with you the next time you do meal prep. And then when you go in and listen to another video or watch another video, you'll get another tip that you can carry on. So it is very do it yourself, but it's there for you. And it's available for you to dig in as deep as you want in whatever timeline really feels good for you. Mm hmm. It's wonderful because one way for us to feel more confident is to feel resourced. So if we mm -hmm. want to feel more confident in the kitchen, um, that comes with feeling resourced and being actually resourced. And you have put together this wonderful, amazing, very professional online course for us that sounds like there's something in it from the hesitant among us who are probably not so hesitant now to even like the longtime meal preppers too, because of the cookbook and all of the different options. I mean, this is just so much valuable information that is so encouraging. I love the encouragement too in the reflection piece so that we get to know ourselves more, get to know our family's needs so that we can align our actions and our values, which is something that's super important to me and my listeners too. Chris, you are amazing. And I know that my listeners are going to want to connect with you more. Where can they find you? So I am at Healthy Mama Chris on all of the social platforms. I spend most of my time on Instagram. So you can probably yep. find me the most over there. Um, and my website is healthymamachris.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can find the meal prep course and cookbook at healthymamachris.com slash meal prep. And I know Lori Beth has a code. So she'll give mm -hmm. that to you guys as well. So you guys can get a little discount. Um, and I also have a podcast, um, the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. And I have a, I'll share this the first time here. I haven't shared this with anyone yet, but I have a new segment that's going to be coming out in the next couple of months with some healthy mama hacks where I'll share some of the tips like I shared today about meal planning and meal prep in addition to kind of all the, all the content I share on unbalanced living as well. So I think the, uh, the healthy balanced mama podcast and the elevating motherhood podcast are really good compliments to each other. So if you like, they are. Fun. <laughs> and Lori has been on my podcast too. So we'll have to have you link that in the show notes too, because you're yeah. absolutely 
one of my personal favorites. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm so I'm so proud of you. Homeschool mom claiming it at the beginning of the show to like full circle it here at the end. Like <laughs> yes. I heard you. I heard you stepping into it and claiming it. It was awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. I am so excited for the hacks. I mean, you already show up on Instagram so well. It's so amazing. There's so much insight, resources, tips, tricks, hacks, you know, ideas, and just the way that you deliver it with this kind intention. Gosh. And then you even offers a discount code, which I will link to in the show notes. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. You are so amazing. I really appreciate you coming back and sharing so much of your heart with us. Thank you, Chris. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to listen to, you know, kind of some of your your mindset shifts. And as we talked about this, I loved that you're hesitant, but you're still willing to have me on and to hear about it and to hear how meal planning and meal prep can really can really help you just bring more ease into your life, even mm. if you're hesitant. Uh, well, thank you for being patient with that too. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration or maybe a little of both. If you like today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.